On Second Shot, we cover two new stories every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And at the heart of every one of these stories are people, just like you and me, who've had to overcome incredible odds, to face the greatest challenges, to struggle and fight back. But now, we're changing it up. In these episodes, we're skipping the headlines and going straight to the people that inspire us to grow, to be bold, seek change, and act courageously when the rest of the world may not. A second look, a second chance, a second shot. This is Second Shot Sit Downs with your host, Jenny Anchondo. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Second Shot and welcome to another Second Shot Sit Down. We are making it our goal to get people and business owners and people with experiences from all different walks of life. And today's guest is with us from New York. Her name is Melissa Beneshai, and she is the founder and CEO of Baked by Melissa. This is a New York-based dessert brand. They have these um, handmade bite-sized cupcakes, every possible flavor and color you can imagine. Um, this company has sold more than 150 million cupcakes. And so you're thinking, okay, Jenny, you're telling me about these cupcakes, but they're in New York, but here's the deal. <laughs> she has figured out a way to ship these across the country, all 50 states, their gift box, they're wrapped. Yes, I found out about it because we got some at the station. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to find out about the story behind this one. So now we welcome in Melissa Beneshai. Hello, Melissa. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm doing really well. Like I said, I found out about your company because we were doing a segment and um, all of a sudden this just beautiful arrival of these mini cupcakes showed up and we all said, oh yeah, we'll just have one. And then we all ate like an entire cake's worth of cupcakes. I'm sure that's a common story, right? Yes, I can relate. And I think most people who have had our product can. It's just the perfect bite of cake. So if you eat 10, it's still less than a giant piece of cake. It's fine. <laughs> it's great. It definitely made our holiday season. That is for sure. Now, we, we brought you on because you really do have an interesting story with regard to second shot. So l let's reverse it. I want people to get to know a little bit about Melissa. Tell me where you grew up and what your childhood was like. I grew up in northern New Jersey with an older brother and two parents who encouraged us to do everything and anything we set our mind to. I loved to bake from a very young age. I would, I remember, and I have pictures of me standing on a chair at the kitchen counter next to my mom and dad baking. Um, very hands-on. I, I just, I love to create with my hands. And as I grew up and even in high school, I would make scrapbooks as gifts. In college, I started to bake for friends. For me, it's just very fulfilling to create for others and then give. And that there's nothing that makes me feel better. It's my love language, I guess. Uh -huh. And ultimately why Baked by Melissa exists. So let's talk about that little girl's dream. When Did little Melissa want to have a baked by Melissa? Did little Melissa think she was gonna sell 150 million cupcakes? Or was that something that, that you even realized could be a possibility when you were young? Not that you're little not young Mel now, by the way. <laughs> I'm oh, talking little, like when you were thank eight. You. <laughs> thank you. Little Melissa never took life too seriously. I am and still am a very in the moment now type person. So I never knew what I 
you know, I didn't have a very clear goal. I want to be a doctor, a lawyer, or a cupcake maker when I graduate college. I knew I wanted to do something that made me happy. I trusted the process and focused on the present. And I think that is partially what makes me a very passionate person. And I, I own it. Like, I do what I love. And so, actually, when I graduated from college, I started a job in advertising. And I wasn't good at it. I <laughs> wound up being fired because I didn't know what it took to succeed in that role. Ultimately, I just wasn't passionate about it. And that's ultimately what led to Baked by Melissa. Yes, well, that and that's really sort of part of the second shot that I wanted to talk to you about because we're in an era right now and we will continue to be, unfortunately, where a lot of people are losing their jobs and finding themselves on the other side where they never imagined they would be, you know, losing a job right now in the middle of a pandemic. So w when you lost that advertising job, what did you think? Did you immediately say, well, I'm going to go start a cupcake business or what was the transition there? Sure. So quite honestly, I the way I felt when I was fired is that it wasn't fair. Like the reason they cited for firing me, I felt was false and not true. Um, at the time, I was baking my tie dye cupcakes. That's our signature flavor of mm -hmm. Baked by Melissa, the tie-dye cupcake. And I was baking them for everyone and anyone. I had a friend at that job who used to tell me to quit and open a bakery. And I would laugh at her like, okay, Janet, that's never going to happen. <laughs> um, but I actually went from being fired to my brother's office. I was in Manhattan. I got in a taxi. I went right to his office crying. He said, go home, bake your cupcakes. We'll start a business together. And so I did. I actually went home the night I was fired and baked four batches of cupcakes. A, because that's actually what makes me happy to create. And I love cake. I love cupcakes because it's like <laughs> your own personal cake that you don't have to share with anyone. And um, I knew I needed to take advantage of, I take responsibility for the way that I was feeling in that moment. It's so easy to sulk and feel sorry for yourself. My brother and I did always want to start a business together. Of course, not everyone has siblings and who are their best friends. And to you, I say, surround yourself with people who love you and support you. Because when you are in those moments of really challenging time where you feel like you're, you know, you don't know what you're going to do next. It's those people. And it's not many. It's quality over quantity. It's those people who who lift you up when you can't lift yourself up and make all of the difference. What did you study in college? Did you study advertising? In college, I studied child and family studies. Um, I learned about junior year of college that I um, your grades aren't going to get you the job. I am a very people-oriented person. I'm social. And so when I graduated from college, I just took it upon myself to schedule as many interviews as I possibly could in all different types of office settings. It gave me an opportunity to go in person, obviously pre-pandemic, mm -hmm. um, and interview and, and see what the people looked like, if they looked happy, what the environment was like, what the culture was like. You know, we live in an age where you try something and you learn from that experience for good or for bad. And that's what I was prepared to do. And that's ultimately how I landed in advertising. And so what did you what did at the time? Did you have a, a dream job or a dream profession or like a dream environment that you wanted to hit? Uh, immediately after graduating from college, I had no clue what I wanted. And I, I would guess that's very common because you mm -hmm. go from living one type of lifestyle 
to another, even if you work while you're in college, which I did, I worked at a local bar, you know, like that didn't prepare me for the real world of, of working nine to five, supporting yourself and paying rent. Um, it's a big change and you just have to start. And listen, like I could have said, I wanted to be in advertising my entire life, but I didn't really know because you don't really know what goes into each one of those roles until you start it. And, and so that's what I, I was so eager to start it. When I was in advertising, though, I learned that my real goal was passion and fulfillment through my work. And I didn't have that in my advertising job, but that was my long-term goal. I didn't know I was going to be fired, but I wanted to find a job eventually that I could work really hard towards all day and feel fulfillment at night without feeling like I needed to make plans with friends or be social to find that fulfillment. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, we do spend so much time at work and it can be hard if the work is a constant beat down and you don't find joy and then you've got like one extra free hour to try to get all your joy in, in that one moment, that's, it's a hard thing to balance. So you guys, let's run through what Melissa's saying. She did not get her MBA. Doesn't sound like she studied business. She worked in advertising, she got fired. Um, <laughs> she didn't have a company that was passed along to her and yet, we're talking about a multi-million dollar company. This is not like a little <laughs> tiny corner cupcake situation, right? This is, this is a massive company. How long did it take you to get to where you are with Baked by Melissa? Well, we did start as uh, a yes. tiny corner cupcake. I was actually on that corner this morning in oh. Soho. Uh, How awesome. Um, and it's incredible. I didn't do it alone. So, I mean, we started the company in 20, 2008, right after the re recession, mm -hmm. during a hard time that for the is, country, yeah. actually. And often you have to be down to go up. So now is as good a time as any. And that was almost 13 years ago. It was incredibly challenging. And I did not have a playbook. I also didn't do it myself. My brother and I founded the company with three others, each one of us having a unique skill set and experience that allowed us to create magic. So this team of five founded Baked by Melissa. I continue to work full time as the CEO uh, and co-founder and you know, they were a part of the founding story and we wouldn't be here without them and their expertise in that moment. And so I did, I, I could have never set out to start Baked by Melissa by myself for so many reasons. One, I didn't have the self-confidence at the mm -hmm. time. Today, I have more confidence in myself. I've earned my confidence through my experiences, mostly with Baked by Melissa, but it's so important to be self-aware and understand where your strengths are even more importantly, where you're not strong, so you can find the talent to complement yourself. Yeah, how did you go about doing this? Was this a situation where you got investors or a situation where you started small and then grew? I, I love hearing the story of some how somebody built or scaled their business and how, how did that work for you? I, I think optimism was really the, the key to the success of Baked by Melissa. I see every challenge as an opportunity to learn and grow. That's the mindset that, that founded Baked by Melissa and what grows our company today. There was no business plan. Um, I knew I had a chance to do what I love every day, bake cupcakes. I baked those cupcakes the night I was fired. I actually sent them into work with my best friend's little sister the day after. She was interning at an 
at a PR agency that I had known about and looked up to the owner of. The owner tried my cupcakes the day after I was fired, loved them, asked if she could put me in touch with her caterer. And I like freaked out. I couldn't believe I had this opportunity the day after I was fired. I took the tasting with the caterer. Before I went to him, I went back to my brother's office and said, let's go in there like we have a business and he could be a part of it. To which we did everything from creating the name Baked by Melissa, the logo, which is perfect. And if I was a logo, that I would be a little tie-dye cupcake with that type of <laughs> font. Um, and all within a day, we created the name and logo. And then I went home. I baked the, my cupcakes. I decided to make them mini, not yet bite-sized. I borrowed flat pastry boxes from the deli across the street from my apartment and went to that tasting as Melissa of Baked by Melissa. I glued a piece of paper with my logo on it to the top of the bakery box. So when, when I went to that tasting, I was indeed Melissa of Baked by Melissa. And the caterer, Ben, loved them. He actually suggested making the cupcakes just a bite. And then I took that challenge as an opportunity to do what I love every day. I went and figured out how to make cupcakes just a bite, which was not easy, um, especially when I was doing all the baking out of my little tiny apartment in New York City. Uh -huh. um, I started doing events with the caterer two weeks after I was fired as Melissa of Baked by Melissa. We created a website, bakedbymelissa.com. We shot all of the images on my Ikea coffee table with a white bed sheet under. So you could go to bakedbymelissa.com. You still can today. You could go to bakedbymelissa.com <laughs> and send gifts to everyone you love, especially for Valentine's Day. And um, using PayPal at the time, you could place an order for 100 cupcakes or more. Now it's much less than that, the minimum. But I would bake them out of my apartment. I would box them and I would deliver them using the subway. And then I would do events with the caterer. And every time I did an event, I would put my business card in front of my cupcakes and stand behind them as Melissa of Baked by Melissa. Um, I felt like a fraud in a lot of ways because little did all of these people know I was baking out of my apartment and just, you know, doing everything I possibly could to achieve my goal of baking uh -huh. cupcakes for a living. But uh, we have an incredible product, Talk and to, it's, it's sold. It's it's phenomenal. I love hearing everything from the bed sheet to the the gluing <laughs> on of the logo. I think it's great. So then, how do you jump from that to having even the store storefront? You said, oh, a little storefront in Soho, but I mean that's got to be like high rent. So is that something? Back to that question about, do you get an investor? Or do you just save up what you have? Um, people love to hear how that transition happens because it can be scary sometimes when somebody really has this big goal of of taking that next step and so I'd love to hear how you did it hindsight's 2020 so it when I tell you this story it sounds like there were these big steps but there really weren't there were little tiny steps okay. every single day we didn't take on an investor I was using the money that I made from selling my cupcakes to buy ingredients. I was simultaneously looking for a new job in advertising because what are the chances that this would actually work and I have a responsibility to pay my bills. Um, and I was using my my partners as resources and together we, we were a great team. So I would do the events with Ben, which got my name out there. And my, I said earlier, my ability to see every challenge as an opportunity, I'm very opportunistic. I think when I find myself feeling frustrated, I know it's an opportunity for me to find a solution and become better and grow my business. And so 
at the time that meant to take advantage of every opportunity. One day I got, I, I would go on tastings. So I would go into restaurants. I would cold call catering companies and I would say, hi, this is Melissa from baked by Melissa. I'd love to bring you a free tasting of my cupcakes. I got my product into their hands. If they loved it, they called me up and they placed an order. And those big orders for catering companies and events were really what allowed me to continue doing what I did and, and survive. And it was just barely, I was 24 years old at the time living in a like the lowest rent apartment you could possibly get in New York city at the uh -huh. time, like, you know, just doing what I could. So we grew and we had an incredible product. So one day I got a call from an owner of a restaurant. He said, um, I had gone to a tasting to his restaurant and he said, wow, I love your cupcakes. I'll be in touch. He calls me up a few weeks later. He says, I, I have a business proposition for you. I'd like for you to come use my kitchen space here in Soho. I have a lot of extra space, a big kitchen. And I also, I have a booth in the holiday market every, every holiday season. So in Union Square in New York City, there's a holiday market for six weeks during the holiday season. And, and little makers, like artisans, they, they come, they pop up, they pay for the space and they sell their product. So the owner of that cafe, Danny, he always had a booth. He invited me to bake out of his kitchen, sell him the cupcakes at cost, and in return, he would sell my cupcakes from that booth in the holiday market. And so oh, it wow. was very outside of my comfort zone. I did it. And of course, with my, my, I went with my brother, we looked at the space, I cried because I was overwhelmed, but it was amazing. And then I started baking. So in November 20, 2008, seven months after I got fired from my job and started baking out of my apartment, I moved all of my stuff into the, the kitchen of Cafe Barry in, in New York City and hired my first employee to help me bake. And the two of us baked 16 hours a day, seven days a week for that six-week period of time the holiday market was going on. It was a great way to get awareness. We sold out every single day. And after those six weeks, we knew we had a real opportunity and a viable business, a product that people loved and wanted. When did you decide to start? At that point, could people order from all over the country? Was that where you could, it was like a minimum of 100 cupcakes? Or at that point, it was like you had to be at the holiday market? So at that point, you could go to bakedbymelissa.com and order I would deliver them anywhere in New York City or or you <laughs> literally can... Melissa will show up with the cupcakes. Yes. And then and then and then I started to hire people to help me deliver because it became too much. And then I, I hired mm -hmm. someone to help me bake. And then in in March, we opened our first store, which was a pickup window attached to that cafe where I was doing my baking. It was the cutest little thing, just like our cutie little cupcakes. And opening weekend, we had a line wrapped around the corner. On the and it was, of course, so lucky. The busiest corner in Manhattan. So many people were walking by Soho on Spring Street. For those of you who know that area, yeah, uh, Spring and Broadway. And and I, whew, people lined up. It was it was. I could cry rem remembering it. But I we kept going. We kept working our butts off, and it wasn't easy. Um, we did open another store almost a year later, also in New York City. And at that time, we moved our baking to one central location, actually just outside of Manhattan, so we could keep complete control of our product. And it was around that time in April of 2010 
that we started shipping our product nationwide because we heard from our customers that they wanted to send it as gifts, that our cupcakes make the best gift that they've ever seen and we make the people they love happy. And I can tell you with certainty that Baked by Melissa has been able to make so many people happy over the last most challenging year. And I I think that's what I'm most proud of, that we have a product that makes people happy during good times and bad. So what about you, Melissa? You've talked so much about your passion for baking now as CEO and with, with so much product and other things happening. Do you still get to bake? I do. I bake all the time. I also have two young daughters who love to bake. I was actually negotiating with my four-year-old this morning that we're going to bake this weekend, probably gingerbread houses. But yes, I bake. I develop product. I'm in the bakery often. I was there on Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. Um, any Anything, like I shoot content all the time, making the cupcakes. I still develop every single flavor. Uh, I, I Creating with my hands. But now also I'm running the business, which is the coolest thing ever um, yeah. and incredibly humbling. <laughs> yeah, so this is a, it's a different experience because baking, you know, obviously in the, in the, on the offset, what you were doing was very familiar to you, right? You, it sounds like if we're understanding your life story correctly, you had always baked and always done this, but stepping into leadership and hiring people and negotiating contracts, that had to have been a little bit more outside the realm of the norm for you, how did you navigate that and, and how do you continue to navigate that today? Well, don't get me wrong. You must seek opportunities to go outside of your comfort zone at every opportunity you possibly can because that's when you learn and grow. And that is what I have been doing since the day we started the company. Everything was new to me. Everything was outside of my comfort zone. And I think that I, I I fell into the role of CEO. I always obviously was a leader in my company, but we had a CEO who was my partner, who unfortunately we had to abruptly cut ties with on December 5th of 2019. And I never wanted to be the CEO of my company. I never wanted that crazy responsibility. <laughs> I didn't want to go to sleep thinking about how we could bring in more revenue and add to the bottom line. I want to go to sleep thinking about cupcakes, right. man. <laughs> so how but has that gone? You're still you're still here, says CEO. <laughs> a year later, a couple years later. Yes. Yeah, so so my board brought me in as interim CEO. I really didn't have a choice in the matter, and I was like so uncomfortable and excited to be so outside of my comfort zone. Because if I've learned one thing, it's that go outside of your comfort zone, scare your scare yourself, and do amazing things. So. I thought maybe I'd look to hire a replacement and I started to like look for people who would be great CEOs of Baked by Melissa and then we found ourselves in a global pandemic and that experience for me as a business leader was pretty pretty interesting incredible because I was forced to make these huge decisions you know we closed all of our stores before it was necessary but at Baked by Melissa, we keep everyone safe. That's our priority, it's safety. And then we pivoted overnight to be an e-com business. We never closed our bakery. We never stopped shipping our product. We put PPE in place. We put social distancing in place. Everybody's wearing masks and keeping their distance and still able to come to work and make a living and provide for their families, for like everyone in our bakery and um, make the most out of the opportunity we had to ship our products while our stores were closed. And then in June, we reopened our stores with our incredible team. Um, and through this experience, I think 
I've learned I you can do anything like you, the person who's watching me right now. Just it's it's not these big things. You have to trust your gut. You have to in you have to surround yourself. You have to ask, say, I don't know. What do you think mm -hmm. when you're not sure? Um, you know, find the people you can trust that you can work with and and treat those relationships like gold. How many people work with the company now or work for the company now? Well, it's still changing every day because unfortunately in March we did need to do layoffs when we closed our stores and we have since reopened almost every single one of our stores but one and we do plan to reopen it when we can. Um, we don't see the volume through our retail locations as we did pre-pandemic. Obviously, people sure. aren't going out, but we don't we're we're working on rehiring as many people as we can. So I think now we're just under 200. Mm -hmm. um, and and I think we shifted. We are learning every day and we're going to grow not exactly how we expected to last year at this time, but we have the team of people to do it and I can't wait for everyone who's meeting me for the first time in Dallas, yes. Texas, to experience Baked by Melissa, these perfect bite-sized cupcakes that bring you back to your childhood and make people happy. Um, I think that there's a lot of room to expand our business a new way. One, one last question, then I'll let you go. I've so enjoyed this conversation and learning more about your journey and how you've sort of stepped into your fears and, and made something happen. How, what's your day like right now in the pandemic, being a mother, being a CEO, holding that position of CEO that you never wanted, but now you're thriving at? Can you tell what a typical day would be like if I wasn't sitting here and chatting with you? A typical day for me in the pandemic. So I either spend my time working from home or the bakery. And so on a day I work from home or the bakery, I wake up in the five o'clock hour. I like to wake up before my kids if possible. I drink my coffee. I get them dressed. I get to drop them off at school, which is such an incredible luxury that I appreciate so much. And I come back home. I try and get a ride in on the Peloton. If I can, I need to sweat. It feels amazing. And then I'm at my desk working by 8 a.m. And that means calling my executive team, checking in on the big projects, working on the strategic outline, checking in on the stores. Um, right now, I'm, I'm working on a ton of like a couple of upcoming marketing campaigns. I'm very excited for Valentine's Day. We have an incredible product offering. And we are actually donating a portion of our proceeds to an organization called Good Grief, which supports people dealing with loss, uh, particularly to COVID. I just felt that we had an opportunity when talking about love and mm. Valentine's Day to support people who, you know, are going through the most challenging part of this global pandemic. And and that's what we like to do. We like to just do everything we can to give back and and make people happy in more ways than just, you know, giving cupcakes. <laughs> sure. And then do you are you ba are you cooking dinner? Does somebody else cook dinner? Oh, do you do you are you only baking or are you chefing? Oh, I, I am in the kitchen. Every, if I'm not sitting at my desk, I'm in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, usually there's a little pair of hands next to me. I do cook dinner almost every single night. 
and do all of the dishes. We don't have a housekeeper or a nanny. I drop my kids off at daycare and then I pick them up. I do have an incredible husband who's my partner in life. He actually works at Bake by Melissa too. We are the product development team and we balance each other so incredibly well. Like, you know, obviously everyone has challenges. It's not like, <laughs> oh my course. God, he's my prince. Like we want to kill each other sometimes too. But um, for the most part, uh, he, he, no, he really is incredible. And he allows me to do what I do too. So right now we actually have a sick two and a half year old oh. and she, she's had three COVID tests. It's, it's, you know, we found out yesterday she just needed an antibiotic, but it was scary. And he's actually with her on the other side of this wall and they know mommy is is doing an interview and they need to be quiet. <laughs> oh. So every, every day is a little bit different, but it's incredibly busy. My definition of happiness and success is working hard towards things you love. I feel so incredibly fortunate and I've learned gratitude in the past year. Mm -hmm. um, I just feel so fortunate to have an opportunity to work hard towards things I love, which is baked by Melissa and my family. And I don't take a moment of it for granted. Oh, Melissa Beneshai, thank you so much. Hugs to that little one. I know how scary that can be. Just wondering what the heck is going on. Um, and, and you have it's been hard. wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It, it's a whole other topic. I am also so glad that you figured out a way to lead this company and still spend some time with your family. I think that's a total inspiration. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. It was. It wasn't that a fun chat. So you guys, uh, this will be on, you guys know it, on Thursdays. You will see Second Shot on CW33. You can also find out more information about the Second Shot podcast at secondshotpodcast.com. For now, I'm Jenny Ann Chondo, and I will talk to you soon.